Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Riley. And this is Firefly Grills Breaking Bread Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Bread Podcast. I am one half of this podcast, Riley. And I'll be nice today. I'm the other half, Katie. <laughs> Thank you. And today we have a very special guest in the studio. We have Becca Webster with Blissful Bites. Woo! And we are super pumped, Becca, to get your story and to learn more about Blissful Bites and everything in between. Thank you. I think we probably should start out and just like probably explain that like Becca does work for us. (laughs) I do indeed work at the Firefly Grill. Yes, that is a fun fact about Becca is that she actually started with Firefly Grill, what, two months or no, a month ago now? For the second time. Yeah. I'm not for sure how many months. Yes. Ago. It's restaurant year, we'll so get it's into that. We'll I think it was that. the end of January. Yeah. I just think it's important to tie in like why she's one of our first guests. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So Becca obviously works for Firefly Girl, but um, she started Blissful Bites many years ago. Many, because you, because she's so old. I am very old. Yes, but it's been a long journey. Yes. So go ahead and tell us about you, Becca, as a person, and then we'll get into the development of Blissful Bites. Well, I'm Becca. Um, is that your name? <laughs> yes. I'm actually Rebecca. Rebecca Webster is my name. Um, I'm 22. I grew up in Effingham. Blissful Bites was my CEO project. Maybe explain to them what CEO is before you get deep into the good. Oh, yeah. Yes. So CEO stands for Creating Entrepreneur Opportunities. And I took this class my senior year. It takes up two periods of the day. And I took it mainly because my sister took it two years before I did and she liked it so I was like hey let's do this yeah it's a super cool great class great opportunity very good yes and you get to leave the high school for two hours of the day (laughs) which when you're 17 18 years old I mean that's enough that's a selling point right there so I joined CEO with no intention of ever doing business Um, From the time I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I would have told you that I wanted to be a registered dietitian or nutritionist. Mm -hmm. That was just always kind of the route I thought that I would take. Just Uh, because you had a love of like how the body works and like. Yes. So when I was in seventh and eighth grade, I struggled with anorexia and through recovery of that disorder, I really fell in love and became passionate about eating sure and well, eating right about a seventh grader that grows up and they're like when I grow up I want to be 100 percent 100 percent and you know I later went on there were six other people at my college that were studying dietetics okay. mm-hmm. um so not very many people do want you know, to pursue I mean, like, that just, route kids are little or not little I mean in junior high it's like I want to be a nurse I want to yeah. be a teacher you don't hear I want to be a dietitian and nutritional specialist or you know whatever. yeah I will say I've always been a big weirdo um especially <laughs> we love weirdos at Firefly, yeah, so. especially for the area yeah. um but so when I was in recovery I decided I want to be vegetarian mm-hmm. um which is super common it kind of made me feel safer about eating again sure um, and so I told my parents that and they were like, um, okay, you're crazy. So from a cool, very, Becca. yeah, very cool. Um, so from a very young age, I started cooking for myself because my parents didn't really know how to accommodate for that, um, which they do now. They're yeah. amazing at it now, but it was kind of like, um, us just exploring a new way of life almost. Cause sure. I feel like once you change your diet in a big way like that, it 
seeps into other areas of your life Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just changing my diet it was becoming more active and more um natural taking more natural approaches to life in a bunch of different ways but anyway so when I joined CEO that's kind of where I was headed that's what I wanted to do so when I was in the class I got assigned with this amazing mentor I paid her to say that named named Katie Custer you wanted to bring her here let's be honest like my golden child that's your claim to fame is that you you know your mentee is that now is continuing her yeah. still continuing her business post ceo yeah a ceo success story she's is like what the I golden like to say. she's like the golden child people don't CEO. know you for firefly or anything else no, it's just because you were blissful by right. ceo that's mentor right. <laughs> but anyway i was in that class and so they were like you have to start a business and up until the final moments i was unsure of what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and i remember um second to blissful bites and healthy eating Mm -hmm. my passion was clothes I love fashion and so I wanted to do like an upcycling business I kind of remember like talks of this yes and so that that was my first idea Mm -hmm. and well that was my 300th idea like that was you know because I've been brainstorming but we had a due date to turn in our rough draft of like a business idea and so that's what I was going to do and you and I Katie were talking about um different names for that business Mm -hmm. and I wanted to take kind of like old clothes that I thrifted and make them nicer into like resellable things and we were going to call it blissed up Oh, yes. Yes. This is like coming back. And I was like, I love that. I still have the journal that we brainstorm names in. Really? Yes. And so I love that name, Blissed Up. I remember drawing a little logo for it, and it had like um, a little heart, I just remember. Yeah. And then. Like the next day, I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do food, (laughs) which is what you had been telling me the whole time because you were like, you know how to do this. Like, it's what you're knowledgeable about. And so then I was like, okay. And so that is how Blissed Up turns into Blissful Bites. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to note, and this is big with the CEO class, is like, you know, starting a business, I think, seems like a lot of work. And I mean, let's be honest, it's so much work. But I think taking something that you're passionate about or something that you love doing or is a hobby for you and creating a business out of it is, I mean huge why who doesn't want to be paid or making money from something that they love to do each and every day you know it's the same thing with Niall and Christie's story what did they love to do run restaurants and cook and that's what they did and their passion just kind of now creates different you know things every day but I think that's a good part of what comes from the CEO class and now running a business you have to have that passion to keep you going if you're not passionate about any of it you are not going to want to persevere well I'm sure there's been days you know and we'll get into this more but like where you're just like I don't even know why I'm doing this I'm done it's been a horrible day it's been a lot of work this isn't working whatever but you realize how much you love it and that's just what continues to drive you and puts you at that next level each and every day 100 percent. yeah so you had the trade show you sold you know all your blissful bites there yes and so post trade show how did you or how did you feel about the trade show and then how did you feel about momentum keeping the business and stuff like that I'm just gonna say she crushed it because I was like it was a big process for this yeah I just remember like I am not that's another thing about the class that surprised me that I even liked it because I'm not I wouldn't call myself type a at all I'm very uh crazy and like I'm not a procrastinator I always get things done but on my own timeline yeah. and so I, for some reason, I fell in love with the class. I fell in love with the idea that you could kind of create your own, I mean, your own reality in a way. You could create your career. You could really make it what you wanted. And so for the trade show, like the three nights leading up to it, I remember my family eating dinner on the front porch because I was making bites in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And our whole 
house fridge was filled with blissful pipes, which the health department would not let you get away with that now. Um, but that Shout out not to the health department. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're not listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's another thing I've learned a lot about the yeah. past couple years. But I remember kicking my parents out. We all ate dinner on the front porch, and then I rolled bites. And I think I remember I made a 1,000 bites for the trade show. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, as a high school student, I had no idea, you know, what to expect. And I sold out and then continued to take orders. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time where I was like, wow, this is successful. Like, I tend to doubt myself more than believe in myself. And that was kind of affirmative to me that this product was good, that it could go somewhere. Yeah. And so after high school and after the trade show, I kind of left with a feeling of, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. But it was always in the back of my head where this is an opportunity. This is a something that I could explore down the road if yeah. I wanted to, yeah. which is exactly what I did. Um, I went to college to be a dietitian, like I said, mm-hmm. and I was there for one year. And in the one year that I worked there or that I went to school there, I worked at a coffee shop, um, which is kind of what my background is in. Yeah. I worked at Joe Sippers, who you guys just Yay! interviewed. <laughs> um, I worked there before moving for college. And so that was kind of like something I wanted to do to feel at home, mm-hmm. the college scene. And so I worked at a coffee shop called CXT, and they allowed me to make and sell my bites there. So I was in a community where I didn't know anybody, and so I was very nervous as to, like, marketing it and how to get it out there. Mm -hmm. But anytime I had Blissful Bites in their bakery section, they sold right away. And so that, again, was just affirmative to me, like, I don't know how to apply this, how to make this a business, but people love it. So I'm going to do what I can and work with what I have to continue to sell it. Yeah. And so I had a very unique college experience in that my freshman year was the year of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so a couple months before the end of the school year, we got sent home to finish school online. Mm -hmm. And as I said before, I'm not a fan of timelines. And so I really needed a teacher in front of me to say, you have to do this by then. Yes. And so that on top of a multitude of other reasons, I just felt like college was not for me. I finished that semester online and I was at home and I was just thinking like, I'm way happier here than I have been in the past however many months I was at college and I have more opportunity for Blissful Bites if I want to run this here. I have more resources. I have more support. I have more community. And so I I didn't think it at the time, but that was when I kind of made the decision that one day I would own my business and kind of run that route. Sure. Because college was not for me. I think that that's hard to admit to. I mean, especially coming from, I mean, you know, a community that's huge with college, a class, the CEO class, like I'm not bad mouthing them at all because I think it's one of the best opportunities for any junior or senior in this community. But that's kind of, you know, the agenda. You go yeah. to CEO class, you go to college, you you know. 100%. And so I think it's almost like, wait, you're not going? Yeah. What? Wait, whoa. Breaking the norm. Yes. And which breaking the norm has become more normalized, I think. Yeah. But even then, it's still hard to do because, I mean, from the time I was 13, 14, I was like, I'm going to be a dietitian, and you need a degree to do that. Yeah. And so it almost felt like I was letting myself down in a way. But now I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do even then. Mm-hmm. It just looks a little bit different. And so I wish I could go back and tell myself then that to believe in yourself and to follow your gut. Mm-hmm. Another thing was my parents were super hesitant in letting me do that. Sure, that's scary. Yeah, and I totally understand it, and I even understood it at the time. But I remember just telling them, like, trust me. Like, it will be okay. I will find a way. And I will work anywhere. I don't care. 100%. Like, I, I, will I will pay my bills. Yes, and I have worked anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. So it's worked out. So post-COVID, or I guess we we're still during COVID, but yes. so you're home 
from school and you know you're looking for a job so this is where this <laughs> is where, this is where i come in so i guess <laughs> this is where riley I guess comes like in open the can of worms right now do it i'll One, tell this two, story three, go well okay <laughs> they date so yeah becca and i are in fact dating but you know it's obviously awkward because i'm on the side of the table with riley <laughs> she's on the other side <laughs> so her story obviously is like you know our stories kind of sync together so sure. um i guess pick up where i come in but also where your product comes in yes kind of talk about that from there so whenever i moved back to effingham i worked at a couple different places um and i get a instagram direct message from Riley Prummer. You slid into her DMs. Yep. He did. I don't even think I had her number, but. Yeah, and he, Riley and I had known each other in the past. We had some mutual friends, but he's a little bit older than I am. And not once did I ever think I would even be friends with him. Um, we just <laughs> but you didn't think you, were, you would work for me, obviously. We just ran in different circles, I would say. But he messaged me and he said, hey, I know that you're a barista. I'm starting this coffee food truck. Would you want to work for me? I and I was like, for a good barista. Um, Lord knows, I did not know anything about coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and he still does it. No, just kidding. But so I was like, yes, of course. I would love to work for you. And so. I mean, at the time, it was what you were looking for. It, it was, was exactly what I was I looking was like, for. Yeah. Literally, you can work for me anytime. Like, very flexible. Super flexible hours. Super cute coffee truck. I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that was the first time I kind of saw somebody start a business from scratch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I work, it was called the Vagabond Eatery. Mm-hmm. I worked there for a year. So you approached me and asked me if I wanted to sell Blissful Bites at your food truck because it fit in lines of the menu of items that you offered. Yeah, it was like very like health conscious, like, yes. you know, like healthy vibes. Yes. I know Riley loves the vibes. Yes. <laughs> the aesthetic vibes. Yes. And so it just fit in and I was like, yeah, sure. Again, not thinking anything about running a successful business or making it my career, but I was like, yes, let's do that. And so I remember my little plastic baggies that I would put little blissful bites in with my ugly at the time uh, logo stickers. Yeah. And again, it just like they took... Uh, they took off. Yeah, yeah, they took off. They started selling yeah. so quickly, and I would just be there working and selling them, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm mm-hmm. making money as I'm working, mm-hmm. and I'm also making money off the product that I'm selling. And so fast forward a year, I wanted my own customer base, so I yeah. kind of um, was tired of relying on another business for yep. my own customers. Well, I think it, it sounds like it had grown to, yes. you know, to the point where it was like, okay, I either need to go full-time or I need to just continue doing small batches. Yes. And obviously, you're a level up, you know. Yeah boss lady so it was time thank to, you vagabond time to next level it up vagabond gave you the avenue to understand that there was a customer customer base out there for you and your product yeah it created it created a demand it created a hype and yeah. also at the time it allowed me to kind of figure out social media yeah. and practice running that um and so I knew that I needed to direct customers to me instead of like a d- different business. And so I started a website and how my website would work is you would go online and then you would order however many bites you wanted. And then you had to wait till Sunday and I would deliver them. And you had to wait till Sunday because I had three jobs at the time. Yeah. And so <laughs> my so I had my 60 hour week jobs and then I would go home and make bites for the week, fill up my freezer and deliver them on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really good way for me to 
I mean, one, have a great time driving around Effingham, seeing, checking out everybody's houses, seeing yeah. where they live. <laughs> but that was a really good way for me to connect with my customers. Mm-hmm. And those customers today still order from me. They still come into the store. And that is one of the beautiful things about Effingham is that I have a personal relationship with them and I love them. And yeah. I, the fact that I am able to give them bliss and bring them bliss and that Blissed they're, up. yes, <laughs> and that their kids enjoy them. That is something that is so special to me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I started that website, got a very consistent customer base, and then it was time. It was time for me to go out on my own and be my own boss. That and model eventually fizzled out. Yes, that model eventually fizzled out because I was tired of working 60-hour weeks, and I was tired of people having to wait until Sunday to get their bites. Right. I was like, this is crazy. People want it right now. People need that fix every yes. day of the week. Yes. And so that is when I looked in Effingham for a retail store mm-hmm. um, which in Effingham I feel like that was very difficult for me to find something that was affordable um, it didn't have to be a kitchen because I had been kind of accumulating um, kitchen equipment mm-hmm. to put in the perfect space once I found it but and twofold you also needed a space because that's what it takes in order to be able to operate make your product yes yeah, so when I was making bites for my website delivering them online I was operating off of a cottage food license mm-hmm. and so on top of selling direct to consumer I also wanted to continue selling wholesale um, to Effingham businesses and elsewhere because yeah. it's a really good way to gain a following to um, just to get traction a lot quicker and so I needed my own space that could be certified retail and certified wholesale. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that off of a cottage food license. Mm-hmm. So I was outgrowing my space and I was outgrowing the license that I had. And so I needed a physical kitchen um, to do both those things out of. So kind of explain where you are, because I think when you say real retail location, people probably think that you, you know, bought this huge building. I know. Which is, you know, blissful by its 2030. Yeah. Maybe even sooner. I know. But yeah, and talk about what when you opened there too as well. Okay, so I was looking for a space and I asked, I think it was a total of like 11 different people with different <laughs> retail spaces. Yeah. I looked at multiple different properties and nothing nothing felt right or it was way over budget for the work it was going to be. Mm. And so somehow I found a building within a building, basically. <laughs> so Sarah Ruha, that owns a boutique downtown, yes. she was um, taking a clothing boutique and turning it into another clothing boutique, basically her mm-hmm. own. And she said that I could rent basically a space from her. Sure. And I was like, this is the first person that has been open to letting me, you know, rent something. Um, so I was like, yes, 100%. Let's I'm do in. it. Let's yeah. go. I am I in. I this work, but let's Yes, do it. and she's also a female business owner. She started when she was around my age, and yeah. so she understood that I was just getting started and that I needed something affordable right away. Mm-hmm. And so she was great to work with in that. And so I basically took a storage closet that was used for storing clothes. I had a bunch of shelves on the wall. They would stack like t-shirts and jeans and stuff. And I ripped it all out and put a three compartment sink and a mop yeah. sink and a it's hand sink in there. it. Yeah. And a couple stainless steel tables. And that is what my kitchen is. When you walk into the building, to the left is all clothes. And then to the right is my little counter. And I have like a, a fridge bakery display. And I offer things other than Blissful Bites. I yeah, have. Let's maybe get into that. Yep. I have. Um, so we haven't even touched on this, but everything at Blissful Bites is dairy free and gluten free. Um, and I wanted it to be that way because I am very empathetic to people who have eating restrictions, mm-hmm. allergies, things like that. And so those two things pretty much 
guarantee that a lot of people can eat them. Yeah. Um, and well, it's a market that hasn't really necessarily been fully developed in our community. And yes. I feel like um, even Firefly has grown in the offerings that we have and yes. things like that. But, I mean, it's so typical for somebody to be intolerant or yes. sensitive to those two things. So I think it's good that that's like they know yes. that they're safe there. It is. And I have a lot of people ask me to like see the ingredients that I use and they mm-hmm. read the bags and they're like, oh my gosh, you're for real. And I'm like, I'm not lying to you yeah, guys. I, I wouldn't lie. do that. I would have a lawsuit on you're my hands. safe space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, which is so funny because when people ask me what I do for a living or what my business is and I say, oh, I'm a raw vegan bakery located in Effingham, Illinois. It's just like, what? You like, don't have beef? You, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, all, yeah, it's just so funny, uh, the perception of it sometimes. And then they have them and they're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Like, this is actually worth eating. Yeah. This is something that I'm not vegan or I'm not gluten-free, but I would also eat it. Yeah. And that is a goal of mine is to kind of um, transform the way that people think about food. Sure. Um, I think that as people, we like to put things in boxes and this is good and this is bad and yeah. i think that food is a really good a good way to like um see things as equals yeah. like there is no good there is no bad all things in moderation yeah um well you spoke last week at the or a couple weeks ago at the rotary club locally, yes and i remember um one of the rotarians she said you know she heard your presentation and the whole time she was like mm, yes you know a reaction i get a lot you know she said she was like i just was kind of like i mean i'll try it but i know i won't like it yada 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 yeah and she tried them and she i know talked to you afterwards and you know immediately was like where is she located like yeah. i'm gonna get these these are great i don't think people should put their nose up at them because they don't taste like they're... Yes. And I get a lot of people who are like, I have a sister, I have an aunt who's gluten-free or dairy-free or vegan or whatever, and so they'll buy them for them when they're visiting or something in town. They're just for them. And then they try them, and and then they're repeat customers of mine. Like, they still come in, and that to me is just... Their sister's visiting a lot. Yes, yes, it's just so cute to me. I'm like, see, I told you. And I'm not, not like, super in-your-face salesy, but the product sells itself, and that's... I'm very thankful for that because... Um, I, I'm not super salesy, like I just said, yeah. but I just love that somebody tries the product and it's like almost, I don't know the word bliss just really, it it's is, a, it's, it's a great bliss. word. It's pure bliss. Yeah. I had a mom tell me the other day that her daughter asked for a sweet and she calls them Becca's bites and Aww. she asked for a sweet Becca bite and that they were just sitting on the kitchen floor, like coloring, eating their blissful bite and that they had a, like a moment, like yeah. we love sweet things. Like we love these. We're, and she yes. was like, that's so just precious. And she was like, it genuinely brought us bliss in that moment. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's awesome. So I was going to have you talk about how you just became wholesale certified. Yes. And then talk about your current model now about how you're open almost every day of the week except Sunday and then you're other all the products your wholesale yes. outlets yeah. that you have i got really excited because i just had some bliss fight oh so yay like, you know yeah yeah so i've been operating as a wholesaler for a while and i'm gonna say that that was under the under the rug that was not <laughs> again health department <laughs> don't listen to this yes please don't come no. for us so there were there's multiple hoops you have to jump through and so for a while, I actually made my bites at the wholesalers mm-hmm. because their kitchens were wholesale certified. Sure. And then I would also make bites in my kitchen because I was certified for retail. There's just hoops you have to jump through and silly things you have to do. But I've learned so much along the way. And I am now proud to say last week I had my last wholesale inspection and I got my wholesale license, which certifies oh, me woo-hoo. to sell pretty much anywhere in the state of Illinois. If I want to sell outside of Illinois, there's another inspection that could happen. Sure but that's like- yeah, but we'll get there one day. Yeah. 
Um, so I operate as a wholesaler and as a retail. So as a retailer, I am open eight to three, Monday through Friday, eight to one on Saturday. And I sell bliss bites. Um, how the bliss bites work are you come in and you can pick a quantity. It's kind of like pick your own pack, right? Yes. We call it BYOBB, build your own bliss box. (laughs) Woo. Yes. You have something specific. Yes. So it's just, you can order like four, eight, 16, 24. And when you say like 24 bliss bites, people are like, that's so many, but they, the product really never goes bad. I tell people the shelf life in the fridge or the freezer is up to four weeks, but nothing in it's perishable. So even then, it's not really going to go bad. You just have to tell people a time. So yeah, I have Bliss Bites and then I also have um, vegan cinnamon rolls, dairy-free and gluten-free cheesecakes. And then I offer a couple um, gluten-free, dairy-free toast and bagels, Mm -hmm. um, which have become super popular. The bagels specifically are very popular. And who are your wholesalers? That's what I was going to say. Like how many wholesalers, where do you... Where else can people get them? So right now I have four wholesalers. Um, The the two in Effingham are Fox Holler Coffee. It's a drive-through coffee place. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is Heartland Health Food. It's a health food store super great things in there she has all kinds of so many like including blissful bites like so many good things um and then there's a coffee shop in flora illinois common grounds that sells them Mm -hmm. and another coffee shop in hillsboro illinois that sells them and coffee shops are great i mean the bites themselves pair so well with coffee that's just a great great place to sell them at but i would love to get in a grocery store mm-hmm. um i would love to get in so many different places but that's where we're at right now yeah so yeah, if you're a big. if you're yeah. a coffee shop listening to this you know reach out to becca and she 100%. can hook you up with yeah. some bliss yeah so i want to talk about how it can be challenging marketing yourself as a health food product in a small town that's you know stereotypically turns their head at things that are deemed healthy what challenges have you faced and how have you felt like you've overcome that and how do you feel like the community perceives you now yeah I think that the no I mean I don't want this to come across like cocky but I think that the number one tool and asset that I have is myself in that Mm -hmm. because I think that I'm very approachable and the way that I am able to like communicate with people Mm -hmm. and like kind of um like level with people you make it you know it's not the, the health yeah. food side yeah it's not intimidating it's not in your face and my like the business um slogan is minimal ingredients maximum flavor and I feel like simple is the best and I try to translate that in like all areas of my life mm-hmm. and I feel like um that comes across in the product that I mean all bliss bites are on average seven ingredients it's really not that much and I think that really driving home on the fact that it's just the simplest form of nutrition Mm -hmm. helps people it's digestible it's understandable they look at it they're like I know what this is um I think that the biggest challenge for me has been my own personal drive because I really get down on myself like I am in this alone yeah nobody understands this um and then you're every part of your company you're the marketing yes your HR your finance your everything I mean that's a lot I make yes when I think about everything I do for the business I'm like okay I'm really not doing that bad yeah um but you do get spread spread pretty thin but as soon as I start thinking that as soon as I'm like oh this is so hard to market like nobody's understanding it you know somebody comes in and they tell me the story about how life-changing my product is for them mm-hmm. and that is just what what makes it that sure. to know that there are people are out there and I've reached so many of them and there are thousands more to reach so I think that just customers like that are my silver linings that's how I keep going yeah. 
As far as marketing, um, learning how to navigate Instagram and TikTok has been super important. I'm still not the best at it, yeah. but I do live with a marketing director. Who's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is a marketing director at Firefly Grill, and he is a big help in marketing. Um, I also think that him and I like to travel a lot. And so mm-hmm. just finding other health food products and seeing how they're marketing things and sure. what their website looks like and um, – Trying to bring things like that to Effingham yeah. has been super helpful. Yeah, I think you've done a great job at educating the people, though, and specifically Effingham on your product and the minimal ingredients that are in it. And with your marketing, you know, it, you make your brand is very inviting. And so yeah. I feel like people yeah. can understand that and they just want to come into your store and, and check you out. Because it's happy. Like, in general, your it marketing is. is, like, pink and fun and bright. And, like, that's just, I feel like, very appealing for yeah. people yeah. And, and very welcoming, which I think shows, like, you know, every aspect of building a logo and building a brand and all of that stuff factors into people wanting to support you or yes and it's so and it's so interesting how none like a lot of a lot of what I'm doing and a lot of the marketing it's not intentional Mm -hmm. it just flows naturally because I feel like I do speak from the heart and I'm making things that I am passionate about and so it just comes naturally and when people tell me that that my branding looks great I'm like what (laughs) like I'm I didn't know that but people tell me that and I'm like thank you so much Um, I think something that is very interesting to me is you've started out with three flavors yes bites and now you've grown into, I don't even know, countless amounts. Yes. But kind of maybe explain um, the process of finding what works and kind of how you trial and error until you find Yes. you're always like, I feel like you are on top of being like the trends. Oh, thank so you. So it's like, you know, you come out with like your cold brew. One yeah. Or like you yes. know, all of those different ones. So kind of explain that. Yeah. So the new flavors things, again, is something I did without even noticing it. I was just like, we need to have more like. Mm-hmm. Um, my original flavors, just so the listeners know, are cookie dough, cosmic brownie, salted caramel, and snickerdoodle. And so I started off with those four along with a lemon poppy seed, which that one comes back every spring. Um, but from there, I've been able to build probably over, I'm going to say 35 to 40 flavors. Um, and they're usually offered for like a month at a time. But again, the minimalistic approach to food in um, my product is really how I develop new flavors. I like to think of a flavor or see a flavor. Like, for example, when I developed the Cosmic Brownie, I was thinking of my favorite, like, childhood dessert. And, like, if I could eat anything right now and feel not sick, not crappy, after you feel like you, when you eat a Cosmic Brownie, what would I want it to be? Growing up, I loved them. And so I was like, how can I make this gluten-free, dairy-free, and taste good? Mm -hmm. And so just the ingredients in the Cosmic Brownie Bliss Bite are cashews, dates, protein powder, cacao powder, sea salt, agave, and then they have dairy-free candy um, meters is what they're called, the little colorful chips. Um, So I think that's seven or eight ingredients, Um, but super simple. Yes. And so when I was thinking about that, it was really just a matter of finding the right cacao powder to use and finding the right, the dairy free candy meters. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the base of every bite is the same. It's cashews, dates, protein powder, pink Himalayan salt and agave. Mm -hmm. And so after those five, it's just tweaking it a little bit. Um, I just made a key lime bite, which I just use coconut. Um, lime zest and lime juice mm-hmm. and it's really about playing with the ratios to get that right flavor across right. what yeah. is your favorite bite flavor so um, 
the my favorite and the most loved by everybody people go hard for the salted caramel bliss bite okay yeah that is um, a good one yeah I like so the donut one too i do like the donut one as well and that was another one where i had customers being like oh is this a donut hole and i was like <laughs> mm, i should make a donut hole bite though yeah, like that's a good one. idea sure. yeah um so my favorite is the salted caramel but honestly the first recipe i ever made was cookie dough mm-hmm. i call it the classic cookie dough I mean, who doesn't want cookie dough every once in a while yeah. or all the time, well, to every me, day? It is like, like you take a ball of cookie dough from the refrigerator and yeah. that's what you eat. I always think of like the break and bakes and I'm yes, like, oh, exactly. it. Yes. Yeah. What's your most like top seller? Can you share that with us? Or do you? Kn- I mean, obviously, you know. Yep. But. So I would say wholesale. I don't do all my flavors. Sure. So I just mainly do those um, the four classics. Yeah. But the cosmic brownie is the one that people rave about. Just go crazy. Yep. So the cosmic brownie, the cookie dough are most popular for wholesale. Mm-hmm. At the store, I have a peanut butter cup. So it's a okay. chocolate bite with a peanut butter filling, uh-huh. and that one is a top seller at the store. Uh-huh. Just like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Sure. So a couple months ago, Becca did join Firefly again um, <laughs> to you know, to work some evenings. So I guess my question for you is what, how do you feel like working in at Firefly has given you a good, better perspective on, um, you know, continuing with your brand and yeah. building your business? Yeah. So just to, just to note on that, I started working at Firefly because when I work at Blissful Bites, I'm typically at the store by myself. Yeah. Um, I'm every area of the business. And so not only do I like to be around people, I need to be around people. I need to have interaction with, yeah. you know, people other than my customers. And so just being exposed to Firefly through Riley, the culture and the atmosphere is inspiring to be around. Um, you hear that, Katie? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. No, no, I'm I, kidding. Yeah, I think it's super unique we, because... We thrive on that, so that's good. Yeah, I think it's super unique to be there and just kind of see how everybody does their part. Everybody plays a role. It just is like one big machine to me where like everybody does one thing, but like it operates as like this huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. That's a Nile quote. A well-oiled yeah, machine. A well-oiled yeah. Oiled machine. Yeah. It's, so, I don't know. It's just so cool to see. And maybe one day Blissful Bites could operate something like that. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like, I always like to think to myself, I'm going to be the employee that I want. Like right sure. here. And I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really like being there. But so, I mean, I, I will mention that I have read the book Traction, which for oh anybody that doesn't that. know, that is um, what Gina Wickman, yeah. who is book. who does EOS, which I know you guys have talked about on the yeah, podcast. I mean, it's truly, truly changed our company. 100%. Truly. And so my dad also has a couple of businesses and yeah. he uses EOS. And so just being seeing it firsthand, how it looks like at a larger scale, because I use some of the EOS things, but I'm only one person, so not. it feels a little silly sometimes, but I know it's good to keep track of things. Um, so just to see that operate on a larger scale than I do myself has been really cool. Mm-hmm. And I also think just uh, I'm not a super great like goal setter. I kind of wake up and live day by day, which I don't think is a bad thing, but it allows me to think bigger picture yeah like when i'm at firefly i think bigger picture um, that's a perfect segue into my next question and probably one of our last which is where do you see blissful bites going like what is your vision for it and you know yeah yes years so we'll we'll touch on the one the three and the five yeah so in one year i really want to grow my presence as a wholesaler um just to kind of be known um statewide or nationwide as um, a product kind of be competitive in yeah. that health mm-hmm. food space. Do you have like a goal of the number of places you want to be in? I have a goal by the end of this year, by the end of 2023, I would love to be in 10. Love it. Um, so I need six more. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm the only person that rolls by sure. it. So like that seems pretty daunting, but 10 by the end of the year. Um, 
and then we'll go from there. I don't know. Three-year plan, aside from the wholesale, um, I, my like one passion and what I I have always wanted to take, where I have wanted to take Blissful Bites is kind of a sit-down cafe. And so I think three-year, three or five-year would be owning that, running that um, physical location. Okay, so that's three-year, five-year, probably retire. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Overnight sensation. Yeah. Retire. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there's so many, you know, maybe in three years you found this, you found the spot in your end, but then the five years is it's like completely running yes. and you feel like you have, you know, circling back to Firefly and we are not perfect by any means, but you have that good culture. You have everybody kind of going on that same track to the same, yes. with the same goals and those kind of things. And I think all of those are. Yes. Good way to which really which took you to the next level. Yes, and which I will just say that the only reason I'm able to do what I'm doing and to be able to like be on a path to continue doing that yeah. is because I have done it for somebody else. I have worked in so many different sure. places. I have gathered information from different owners here and there, mm-hmm. and like seen how I want to run a place and how I do not want to run a place, mm-hmm. and how I want how I want a place to feel like and how I don't want it to feel like. So I think that's also super important for the listeners to hear that. You know, I didn't just wake up at the age of 22 and run a successful business. It was, you know, it took from when I was 18 to now. Yeah, there's that grind every yeah. single day. And it's still even now for the next 10 years. Um, the retirement joke was a joke. The retirement thing was a joke. Yes. Um, for the next 10 years, it will take even that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so before we wrap things up, I want to ask you, what do you feel like is your biggest piece of advice for our listeners listening? What do you want to leave them with? So I think that my biggest piece of advice was to would be to never feel like you are an oddball. Mm-hmm. I think that oh, that's good. Yeah, that if that if you feel unique or you feel like you're alone or you're the only one like you, I think that that is a blessing. I think that take that simmer in that. Mm-hmm. Think about what makes you different and I think run with that because I think that um there's a lot of times where I felt like what I wanted to do, where I was going was not was not perceived as right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know who was perceiving that as wrong, well, but it just feels, like, nuts. yeah, it just feels, it just feels like you're doing something wrong. And I think that just continuing every single day to wake up and be yourself is super important. And I am like a habitual self doubter. And so never doubt yourself. Yeah. Like you are yourself, wake up every day, be yourself, own your thing, do your thing. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you that you're wrong or that you're not. I don't heard let that. anyone dull your spark. Never. Amen. And also bliss bites <laughs> lots of them <laughs> but yeah that's a great point i recently heard that on a podcast too it's just like if someone tells you that it's weird or that you know that's not going to work keep going because that's typically the businesses the, the, that really yeah. make a make that a difference true. in the world and you're doing something right that's yeah. going to set you apart yeah yes. if, you're, if people are saying that you're being weird then yeah like you're getting successful and i always giving traction I think about that, like Christy and I will say when they first opened Firefly, everyone was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And now it's like thriving, you know, 17 years later, Our it's everybody be loving it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Becca, tell the listeners where they can follow you and all your social medias that you're on. Yeah. Yes. So pretty much any social media, you can find me at Love Blissful Bites. You can order Blissful Bites at loveblissfulbites.com. And then you can also get bites at my store, which is located um, downtown Effingham. It's 115 South Banker Street. Located in the Humboldt Soul Boutique. Boutique yes. Nice. And all the things, all the socials, Becca's on all of them. So. Love Blissful Bites. Perfect. Well, thank you, Becca, for coming thank in. Thank you, we guys. appreciated this here. chat with you. Yeah. And as always. We're so glad you're here. <laughs>